0: And welcome to Worst Best Sellers, where we read Kate's Nemesis's fan fiction so you don't have to. I'm Renata. And I'm Kate. And for this episode, we read Dark Archer by John and Carol Barrowman. For this very special Worst Best Friends crossover event, joining us to discuss this official arrow tie in graphic novel are Anna and Aline, better known as the Bellwether Friends.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> so we often speak in unison
0: <laughs> um, If you're not familiar, which you should be Because we mention it all the time Bellwether Friends is uh, our friend podcast
2: We were born under a, the
0: same star Yes, yes We're both, I don't know, Scorpio
3: podcasts?
0: I don't know Sure Probably it was
3: September. It was September, right? Yeah. yeah I don't know
0: I don't know. It's been a long time. We'll do a star chart and we'll get back to you. Right. (laughs) Um, But for now we can definitively say that we're friends and we are having a a special crossover event, which is very fitting because um, we are going to be discussing the CW show arrow. And right off the bat, before we get any further, I just want to say that there's going to be a lot of spoilers for earlier seasons of the show arrow. If you haven't seen them and think maybe one day you're going to watch it and you don't want spoilers. I I guess stop listening, but also it doesn't really matter. It totally doesn't, doesn't matter cuz that show cuz you're not going to be able to remember it. Like I'm not going to be able to remember. It. I'm not going to be able to give you accurate spoilers cuz I don't remember anything that happens on that show <laughs> 10 seconds after I stop watching it.
1: And it's completely bonkers. And it's completely
0: bonkers. Absolutely
3: i have never actually seen it
0: (laughs) you know and you're you're coming in just fine just the same level as me and i've seen every episode
3: (laughs) i've also like never read any comics about any of these characters before and i am predisposed to despise this book because it is written by my nemesis john barrowman And not only is it words by my nemesis, John Barrowman, but every page is a visual representation of the face of my nemesis, John Barrowman. (laughs) But sometimes he's got a real goofy haircut, which I feel like (laughs) should uh, be sort of
0: soothing.
1: (laughs) And a couple of times he is getting punched in the face and bleeding.
0: Yeah. That is good. I do like the punching. Um, If you are wondering why John Barrowman is Kate's nemesis, I would direct you to our previous episode about one of John Barrowman's works uh, when we read his middle grade novel called Hollow Earth Uh, that was a while ago I don't know what number it is but we'll link to it I hate him (laughs) Kate hates him Uh, I'm I'm neutral to him as a person I feel like but I do hate his character on Arrow but that does not make him special because I hate almost all the characters on Arrow (laughs) (laughs) I uh, have never seen him
2: in anything but Arrow, and I don't care one way or another. Alina is pro John Barrowman. See,
1: I saw him in his, like, barely there cameos on Doctor Who, and then I watched Torchwood and loved it, and I just like him. So I am I you know I honestly don't like him enough to fight with Kate about it, but I I like him. Yeah, (laughs) I've liked some of his like musical theater side
0: performances, to be honest
3: disliking him like i and i think i told this on the last john barrowman episode this is an incredibly unpopular opinion everyone in the world loves john barrowman except for like me and three of my friends i was at a panel at dragon con once and i said i did not like john barrowman or jack harkness and i was literally booed out of the room oh my goodness (laughs) so you you were on the side of the angels here According to the rest of the internet. <laughs> You're
0: not booed <laughs> off this podcast because reading this comic, I think, did make us all hate him.
2: So much, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so John Behrman is, is an actor, uh, best known for Doctor Who slash Torchwood, I think, as just alluded to. Although at this point, maybe also pretty well known for Arrow. He's been on it a lot.
1: I think more Arrow in the US no. because, no. Yeah, you know, stateside Doctor Who is not that known outside of our kind of people. I
0: was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think my perception is pretty skewed. I think, to be honest, I think probably the most common opinion, if you pulled like, everyone in America, the most common opinion to have about John Barrowman would probably be, like, who? Yeah, what? who's I'm- that guy? Him? <laughs> I don't know. But if you're talking to nerds, then yeah, he's mostly pretty well-liked. So Arrow is a CW show that's based on the, the DC Comics character uh, Green Arrow. And it was sort of the, the first of CW. Now CW has this whole like fleet of DC superhero shows. But this is the first one. And I watched it. I watched the whole first season on in one weekend where uh, I was visiting a friend and the weather was really bad. And we were just like, uh, I don't know, there's new stuff on Netflix. And we both were in the same boat of like, we generally like Marvel superheroes, but this was, you know, there weren't any Marvel shows at that time. And we're like, whatever, we'll just try it. And we got really into it, although it is still pretty dumb. But the first season, I think, is. It's pretty good. Like, it's silly. The
1: first and it's season, like, it's
0: pretty
2: good. It's pretty fun. I would say. Yeah. And also, uh, John Barrowman is not really in it that much not that in much. the first season. I was surprised because I, I watched like two seasons and then the, I dripped it off. And I was surprised that John Barrowman was around so much.
0: Yeah. His character <laughs> just keeps like inventing, like reinventing himself so many times. And that that also happens in this graphic novel. So his character an Arrow, well, okay, the Green Arrow, a.k.a. Archer, whatever, is basically like Batman, except if Batman had a bow and arrow, like, his name is Oliver Queen, he's this, like, wealthy, spoiled playboy who, in the show, gets shipwrecked on Flashback Island for, like, five years and goes through all this, like, insane ninja training and like a billion things happen to him on flashback island which is actually called i believe leon Yu, but yep. i exclusively call it flashback island and, as you should and that's what it is and it's deeply annoying i hate it when they go back to flashback island
1: the so. island of misfit
0: wigs oh my god yeah so it's uh anyway he's that you know he was he's trying to make good in his life now that he's had all these learning experiences on flashback Island and he's being this like Batman with a bow and arrow and he's like very moody and kind of the worst. I don't really like him, but his character
2: arc is I need to do this alone. I don't want to hurt anyone. I have to be alone. Darkness, darkness. Oh wait, I could use the help of my friends, I guess. It's okay to have friends, and then back to I need to do this alone. He's oh, in approximately...
0: a perpetual cycle of the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
1: With every lady season, he learns
0: the lesson of the Lego Batman movie, and then he forgets it. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So that's the show in a nutshell. And then, and the reason why I continue to watch it is because there are a few side characters who I really love, and who the show does wait, not wait, wait. properly. I mean, who do you love? Oh, I love Felicity. Okay. Um, I, we love we love Diggle. I was gonna say I love Diggle also. I feel we like, like Slade. He's dropped out a little bit, and then in the new crap, I really love Curtis a lot.
3: Oh, you you are just stopped of those watching people. None of those are people are those... in this comic. You're... Nope. Oh no, I was gonna ask if any of those people were Jesse L. Martin or if he was in the other show. He's in the other show. He's in wow. the other show. Oh, okay. <laughs> And we love him, too. We do. As uh, everyone should all the time. Yes. And uh, maybe we'll
0: wait until we get into readers slash watchers advisory to go off about how much better The Flash is than Arrow in every way. But but it is. So it really I is. I have, like,
1: the shortest thing is at the beginning of this graphic novel, it says it happens between seasons three and four. Oh, Right. And when we logged into Netflix to watch the last episode of season three and the first episode of season four to bracket it for Anna, which has no relevance
2: to anything in the comic. I would like to <laughs> no, yeah, it
1: doesn't have any reason for anything. It was just something for us to do this morning. I noticed as we turned on Netflix that I had stopped watching. It's season four, episode three. So this was exactly when I lost patience.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> what, that's a great and, call to make. Oh, and I, I and I switched over
1: to the Flash, and I just watched the Flash now.
0: Yeah, I'm perpetually on the verge of quitting Arrow, and then Felicity will get there'll be like a Felicity centric episode, and it will be enough to keep me going for like ten more. It's terrible, but anyway, <laughs> Arrow. Uh, so Malcolm, so Oliver Queen is the Arrow. His Best friend in the first season is this kid named Tommy Merlin, who is the son of Malcolm Merlin, which like first of all, his name is Malcolm Merlin, and it's real hard to get past that and <laughs> it's not even his real name, his real name question mark is Arthur King, and he also i guess I guess we might as well just dig into this because Kay had questions about this, and I do feel like it is something that people probably have heard of from Batman and other stuff. He also is known as Roth Al Ghul because which is the title for the person who is the in charge of the League of Assassins, which is a hilarious concept to me, like that Like, they have unionized assassins. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's not just Arrow. Like, the X-Men universe also has a league of assassins and a league of, or a guild. I guess there it's a guild. But, like, it's hilarious. (laughs) But they take it very seriously. And he is, uh, at this point, when this comic is set, he is claiming the title of Ra's al Ghul. And then he later passes it on. And um, it's just a lot. It's just really a lot of made-up words, a lot of secret societies, a lot of bizarre flashbacks, a lot of like culturally appropriative uh, mystical things happening.
1: So much cultural appropriation.
0: (laughs) Um, So much. The name Nanda Parbat is dropped a lot, and I lose it every time. Nanda Parbat being a mystical... City that is the headquarters of the League of Assassins. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So that's I don't know. That's I'm not even gonna say that's all the stuff you need to know about Arrow, but that's some stuff about Arrow.
1: <laughs> 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 yes, and <laughs> it's bonkers we'll repeat.
0: Uh should we dive into the comic right now? I feel I mean I don't think I've given anyone enough information about Arrow, but I don't think I have enough information about Arrow. (laughs) And I don't think this comic, I don't think it matters. I don't think this comic makes any sense any way you slice it. Yeah, I don't
2: think you need information about Arrow. That's what we learned from watching the before and after Arrow episodes, is that they have no bearing on this comic, and this comic could be
1: nonsensical in any universe it is good to know that in the first episode of season four is when the arrow decides to be green right that's true that's when he decides to go with green arrow instead of the arrow and i think it's because he's jealous of all of his friends having different colored outfits yeah i think so too
0: oh i guess one other crumb of information i should drop out (laughs) is so oliver queens the arrow he's got a sister named thea at some point, it's dramatically revealed that she's uh, actually his half sister because John Barrowman is her father. And Jesus
1: Christ, keeping <laughs> your pants!
0: I know. And so I'm only mentioning that because secret children are coming up in this comic as well. Like Thea's not really in this at all, but I just wanted to mention it just so that you, just so that you have a little more bit more context for what's happening next. <laughs> <laughs> Context is very important. Yeah, boy. <laughs> okay. So should we get into this comic? Yeah, I think that's the last thing I wanted to say. And then I, upfront, I, as you all know, I'm terrible about remembering what order things happen in books. I can't remember the plot linearly. It's going to be way worse for this one because the plot doesn't happen linearly. It's jumping around forward in time, backward in time. And none of it makes sense. And it's all got a bunch of made up places and names in it. So I don't don't worry about it i don't know don't worry about yeah. it yeah
1: <laughs> where is nanda
0: parbat it's in the hindu kush mountains so it's just like in the vague middle east <laughs> i don't think i don't Great. think they've ever said what country it's and it might not have a country i think it's also underground and it's magical Got okay it. good to know just like John (laughs) Roman
3: but we're opening in, in
0: Corto Maltese which is another made up country
3: and when we open up, uh, we've got John Barrowman's character, whose name I forget again. Mer- Merlin, Mer- Matthew. At, at this point, he's going by Malcolm Merlin. Yep. <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin. I knew it was alliterative. He's been tied up, and the crap's been beaten out of him, and he's got like a big sword stuck in his chest, and he's and standing it was Kate's in this favorite cave
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is slowly filling with water. Uh, and he's being confronted by a shadowy figure who is demanding to know, like, to have him confess his yeah, sins. He wants a before, full confession. Yes, before he can go on. And then we get a flashback back to, like, the day before when <laughs> John Barrowman was riding his motorcycle and something about, like, it had stealth capabilities, but they were broken or they were too good. I think they were too good. So he hits this man and a llama. Yeah. Poor llama. The llama had a rough time. brings them to his secret base where his friend base leader lady uh, is talking about how, like, the mail is coming and there's, like, a package for him and something, something, something. And he opens the package and there's a finger in it that's been chopped off and
0: Do we And then and then everybody gets arrowed, including the llama.
3: Yes. Like arrows start flying and as he opens it he's like, oh no, like everybody get inside and then the arrows start coming and
2: Is that some kind of like Assassin's Guild obvious message thing? Like, we're gonna send well, you the... a finger in a box and that means take cover, everyone. Shit's about well, to the... go down.
3: The finger has a ring on it, and the ring is the symbol of these bad guys, whose name I already forget. Because there's like four types of bad guys, and they all have the (laughs) dumbest, like, vaguest names. Are they the hidden or the lead? I think they're the hidden. Wait, because at this point, is it a ring like
1: Green Lantern?
3: No. (laughs) Okay. So he's, he's, there's the finger with the ring, and the ring is the symbol of the hidden, and there are these bad guys, so he tells everyone to get inside, and arrows start coming and hitting people, and everyone's panicking, and they're they're cornered in their base because there's no exit for whatever reason, and they're starting to like break into the base itself, and... Then the old man who was with the llama, like, finds a secret tunnel and is like, oh, like, my people have lived in this valley forever. There's secret tunnels everywhere. Like, follow me. Uh-huh. And they follow them. He takes them down into these caves and finds, like, another secret passage just as the bad guys are coming. And he hits it, and it makes the ground disintegrate. So in and... Two of the bad guys, or maybe just one at this point, end up like falling into this ravine, um, which is the cave that we first see them in. And I think somewhere in there, we get some flashbacks to (laughs) what's going on with the bad guy and the female bad guy. I can't remember any of their names. Yeah,
0: I'm pulling, uh, I'm like flipping back through the comic as you're saying this. It is flipping back and forth between Malcolm and his bros and then the two bad guys who sent the finger and their names are Lourdes and... Uh, uh, Sarah Khan Saracon. Saracon. not yeah. Sarah but we all keep misremembering it as Saracen, Sen and we're probably just going to call him Sarah Sen so uh, deal with it because these are all people who are created for the comic Only the only of these people who ever show up in the show are Barrowman and Nissa who's in this for like two panels and uh, I think that's it
3: <clears throat> yeah so we we find out, like, when it's going back and forth between Lortis and Khan, that Lortis is, like, getting Khan ready to attack Barrowman, and she is also the mother of Nyssa, but Nyssa was, like, a scrawny child who she gave up to whatever Assassin's Guild it is that Barrowman's in charge of. The league, and
0: also this cracks me up because on the show also they just constantly refer to it only as the league, which of course makes me think of the comedy show that's called The League, which is about a fantasy football league. So I always like kind of imagine them being like, oh no, the league's making moves, and then it's just like Andre like buying a new hat, and that's like my Arrow fanfiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway, Nissa, if you don't, Nissa is a is a really cool character actually from Arrow who eventually. Also becomes the leader of the League of Assassins, and so, she, but she has beef with Barrowman, because Barrowman killed her girlfriend, but he had to do it because of reasons.
3: I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. In, in this particular point in the comic, uh, Lourdes is telling Saracon, like, yeah, like I, I gave her up because she was like underfed or something, like a weakling child, but I kept you to train you because you were strong, and now I've trained you. And we're ready for, like, this mission that I've been training you for years to go on. Um, so there, Barrowman and Khan are in the cave, and Khan, like, ties him up and shit and starts torturing him and explains that, like, he needs, like, a full confession about his life for reasons. Does he explain at this point why? I think his mom says that he. that's,
2: like, just his way... Yeah. Well,
0: and they talk about like that he's made the blood sacrifice, and you get the sense it's all part of this big ritual. I don't think we find out what the ritual's goals are until later.
3: Yeah. So he tricks him. Well, not tricks him. He finally like beats him, bullies him into giving the full confession. And the full confession starts with him saying that his name is not. uh, It's not Malcolm Merlin. It's Arthur Merlin. It's Arthur King at which point I am because like fucking comic books who the hell knows I is he supposed to be King Arthur like what I don't know <laughs> That's a real reasonable guess,
1: but I don't think so. It (laughs) is! Well then, if he's not supposed to be King Arthur, why are they calling him Arthur King? Uh... And why is his persona Malcolm Merlin? Is he just obsessed with the Arthurian legend? And if so, can we hear more about that? Uh,
3: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Also, there's a point where, like... This lady aviator drops off their mail, and they're like da 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 da, like Amelia Earhart. And I can't tell if it's actually Amelia Earhart or if they're just making like a dumb sexist joke, like all women who fly planes are Amelia Earhart. Like this I is believe, fucking comics, guys. Leave it to the letter. I'm pretty sure. My, she,
0: yeah.
2: My favorite part is that this guy is like, I need a full confession from you, and malcolm merlin arthur king is like great let's start at the beginning we need all the flashbacks more flashbacks
0: it's so flashback it's extremely flashback oh my favorite part is they're in the cave and there's like three pages that are just bats and it's <laughs> okay. like oh are we in a batman comic now and then he makes some kind of like oh why did it have to like basically like why did it have to be snakes but bats and uh and then it, it I think this is the first time maybe that we understand that Sarah Khan can control the bats. He's, like, some yeah. kind of
3: bat Oh, yeah. Well, he's
1: Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So,
3: so uh flashes back to, like, 1985 when he was, like, 19. And has a and real forest Gump haircut. Yeah. And he talks about how, like, he had been recruited by... Which one was he recruited by at this point? Was he working for the Hidden at this point? The Hidden, yeah. Darius Rucker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he's working with a different group called the Hidden, and at this point in his confession, he claims that he was working with them for, like, noble reasons because he wanted to protect ancient artifacts because that was their mission, was to find magical artifacts and, like hide them from the world so that they couldn't get into the wrong hands and he's like with this lady who I think we know is lords right off the the bat do we know that right off the bat yes pretty in the yeah. first
2: panel he says her name so yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: and in the um, first panel we also
0: realize that the artist of this comic whose name I should look up but the artist of this comic has maybe never seen a nude woman before right
1: Absolutely like,
0: not. And this is uh, this is one of the panels that we'll share on our website. So I urge you all to go take a look. Um, like, just the boobs are are.
3: What is happening? I don't know.
0: It's and a shame. I've
3: like reached the peak of seeing Barrowman have sex with women already <laughs> after watching Shark Attack Three. So this was just not. I wasn't ready for this, um, but. He gets done boning this woman, and he meets with his superiors, and it's, like, his superior, who's this guy named Darius, and then this other guy whose name I forget, who's, like, I think like
0: maybe the... Ibadan is their... they both of their supervisors? Is he, like, in charge?
1: I think he's he in charge. He might be in charge. I just have some yeah. questions about... In 1985, he was in charge of everything. Yeah, I just have some questions about... So... Merlin
2: says that he was recruited when he was 19 from, like, military academy or something. And how is it that this m- vaguely Middle Eastern-based operation is recruiting people from somewhere for mysterious purpose? Uh, never mind. Never mind. Oh,
0: uh- um, magic? Okay, great, thanks. Probably, probably, yeah.
2: I did. Ju- I kept wondering things and then thinking, you know what? It doesn't matter.
0: I know. Yeah, I that. I had to really resist the urge to like when it was all over. Then I went back and read all of Malcolm Merlin's like fan Wikipedia page, and I was like, oh, I forgot all of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I feel like the dialogue of this comic and also of the show. I feel like fifty percent of it you could just replace with just like MacGuffin, 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 MacGuffin. It's like just that. <laughs> Actually, it's. I'm sorry, it's culturally appropriate of MacGuffin?
1: Oh my god.
3: So, what was his name? E- Ibadan? Yeah. Yeah. He is telling them that they have, like, this mission where they're supposed to scout out the entrance to something a tomb. And he sends Darius and Barrowman out to do it for reasons. Do the mission, not have yes. sex. No. I, that does need to be specified where Barrowman is involved, yes.
0: <laughs> that would be way more interesting.
3: Totally. And while they're out there, there's like a sandstorm, and they have to take cover, and they're actually really lucky because the sandstorm means that they see the League coming, and at this point, if we'll remember, Barrowman doesn't work for them, he works for the Hidden. hmm And... The Ebeddin and Lordis know that the the league is coming some for some reason and hope that like the sandstorm's given them time to hide, which it has There's something
0: that sort of implies Lordis is maybe a traitor, but we don't know the whole story at this point,
3: yeah, so Lordis rides out to make sure that they're okay and like finds their camp. Finds their jeep all fucked up, but also sees that, like, some of the League people are all beat up and their horses are missing. And she follows the horse trail and finds them, like, hidden in a cave. Mm -hmm. And they decide to, I guess, keep going to look for the entrance to this tomb. And they find it. And then they go back to the camp where Ibadan is... And tell him about it. (laughs) I'm scrolling through.
0: Oh, and we get some stuff about the Ashkiri religion, which they idolize snakes and they don't like birds, and so they're looking for this bird carving that's a warning. And then they have this like Moana moment where they climb the mountain, and there is like the whole mountain is the bird. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh. We should have just watched Moana instead of reading this book. We really should have.
1: Also, we have to make sure to mention that Lourdes in 1985 is um drawn by someone who's never seen a naked lady, and in the current times, which they don't specify what your current times are, she has a jaunty rogue streak in her hair. Yeah, well, she does. Also, culturally appropriating Sh- X Men. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, wow. I've never really thought about in the X men world like baseline humans appropriating mutant culture. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that for a while now. That's anyway way more
2: interesting. <laughs> uh...
3: Um, so they go back to Evadin, and this is all interspersed, meanwhile, like, while this is happening, every once in a while, we cut back to the cave, where Sarah Khan is torturing Barrowman, and, like, the water is rising, because right. the tide is coming in or something, and Barrowman, like, makes, like, every time, like, there's, Sarah Khan threatens him for not telling the story faster, and Barrowman, like, makes a quip, and then it cuts back to the flashback story. So they go back to the camp with Ibadan and tell him that they found it. And he's like, all right, we'll chill. And then, like, tomorrow we'll go. But they can't. And he (laughs) shows Barrowman, like, a a kid's book for the Ashari religion. It's like the Ashari's ABC book for animals. (laughs) And... (laughs) So before they can like go to sleep and then go tomorrow, there's an explosion and they realize that Darius is actually a spy and he blew up the camp and he's working for whatever one it is that Barrowman doesn't currently work for. The league. The league. The fantasy football league. (laughs) So they have to like, it's a race against time to like get out there and get to the tomb before he does with the league.
0: But there's, um, I'm I'm scrolling through, but there's multiple double because then Barriman has his reveal that like they're looking for something that was stolen and he's like it was stolen from me in the first place, which no it wasn't it was stolen from these Ashkiri people like forever ago obviously <laughs> but. Because he's like, I'm a collector of supernatural, like, blah-da-blahs. And so that's why I came to this. Like, I've always known more than you thought I knew. You thought I was just, like, a dummy Uh, 19-year-old.
2: Yeah, I... I... Instead, he's a very intelligent 19-year-old?
3: Question mark? Dummy. Uh, That's going a little far, I think. Yeah. But, (laughs) um... But they, they know that they need to, like, protect the tomb from the League like cuz he doesn't like them either. So they're rushing off together and Ibadan's like leg is broken and maybe he's losing blood. I'm not entirely sure why like he has a broken leg and they're like he's going to die soon.
2: And when he's fine with it, he says he says that it's cool. He's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, he says something <laughs> like like pain pain isn't forever suffering something. I don't know. He's got some kind oh, of like, fake Oh, wait, here we go. Pain
2: quote. is inevitable and then Merlin says but suffering is optional. Oh, yep. Which Does that make any sense at all? No. I don't think so.
0: I mean, it would if Merlin was offering him, like, Vicodin and the guy was like, no, I'm cool. And he's like, suffering is <laughs> optional, man. Take the Vicodin. But he's not. <laughs> he's offering him, like, he's taping his, like, to a stick. So. Yes. <laughs>
3: Um, so, he and Lordis Lour- race to find, like, this temple to get into it, and they, they know, like, the temple is guarding the spirit of these snow leopards? Yeah! yeah. snow leopards. Which it confuses me. I don't know a lot about, a lot about snow leopards, but the word snow is in there, so I guess I assumed that they were, like... Arctic
0: animals? I think they do actually maybe live in this region. Like, they
3: live yeah. in the mountains. Himalayas. They're snow leopards from the Himalayas. Okay, that makes more sense.
1: Yeah. So I have to interject a confession that I am an entirely amateur graphic novel slash comic reader, and I didn't realize the water was rising. They said something about it at some point, and I was like, what do you mean it's going to be underwater? Um, I just felt compelled to share that with (laughs) your audience.
0: I mean, the art in this is adequate, but it's not, like... Several
2: times, I couldn't tell what was supposed to have happened. Like, there were times that Malcolm Merlin gets punched, and I couldn't tell, A, the difference between Malcolm Merlin and the guy punching him, or who got punched, or for example when she finds the abandoned jeep after the sandstorm she it appears that she like uses a horse to haul the jeep up and then cuts the reins so the jeep falls down and i i don't know if that's a failure on the artist's part or if it makes is it a failure of the
0: author's <laughs> You know, and then there's there's, the there's a lot of blame to go around here.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will say well we can talk about the art a little bit at the end. Um, but yeah, so he uh he and Lourdes like find the secret way into this twin leopard tomb, twin snow leopard tomb, but when they do get in like the ghosts of the twin snow leopards attack them. Yeah. So they have to keep running and they get to, like, the burial chamber and she's like, oh, like, at least we can seal it off. But how do we get out? And he's like, we're never going to get out. Like, did you not realize that? Like, that was uh, the guy with the broken leg is sacrificing us. Like, we were never intended to live through this. And she's, like, shocked for some reason beyond my comprehension, and Barrowman knows, like, a secret way out. Because
0: he he has been studying the maps and, like, studying the book
3: from before, I guess. And there's there's a thing, there's the Lazarus Pool, which is, I'm guessing, like, something for living forever, or... Yeah,
0: and that's the thing that's in the show, and that's the thing that the League of Assassins controls, because it's in Nanda Parbat.
3: (sighs) Yeah, so they... he he escapes through the Lazarus pool and leaves her to be eaten by snow leopards and then like gets the artifact that he, he needs or something. And he runs to his private jet and he makes it onto his private jet. And the guy with the broken leg is coming with him or chasing him or something, but he doesn't make it onto the private jet. He gets shot up by arrows and is left for dead. And then Barrowman like flies back to the city and, I don't know, other shit happens. The scene of the leopards attacking,
0: like, there's one panel where I maybe want to get, like, a tattoo of. Like, it looks, <laughs> it looks like it's Lisa Frank.
1: Like, it really does. It really does. Like, it
0: sees two snow leopards, like, pouncing, and then they're surrounded by, like, a rainbow starburst, which I think <laughs> is supposed to show that they're, like, magical or whatever, but it's straight up Lisa Frank, and I love it.
3: I am Googling Lisa Frank tattoos right now. (laughs) Oh, good. We are going to set up an
2: altar with the cats up on a pedestal at our house. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
3: Lisa Frank tattoos are amazing, guys. (laughs) They exist, and they're amazing. Anyway. um, So then we're, like, mostly back in regular time where... This is where, like, it all fucking falls apart for me. Like, I could follow Whoa. it up to that point. Wait a minute. Wait Whoa. a minute. Is that <laughs> okay up until now?
1: <laughs> I could,
3: like, I could follow it. It didn't make any sense, but I could follow it okay, from point okay, a, a to better. point B. Okay. Once we're, like, in this cave, and then it, it just is, like, Barrowman secretly has been waiting for the water to rise past his wrists, and, like, uses powers or something, and maybe, to that. break the chains?
1: See, Kate is on this water level thing, and I <laughs> missed it entirely. And you didn't hear the wrist bit, so...
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And he, he, like, breaks... So he breaks the chains, and he can, like, get out and fight the bad guys. Well, I think but it's because of, because the the
0: water is... Oh. Never mind,
3: it doesn't I
2: matter why. What I, don't know. I didn't understand is that his... His like uh, mercenary lady or whoever she is is like flying a drone in that's shooting and he's ordering it to shoot X and Y. But... Isn't it
0: the drone alive?
2: But it's like a weird zombie bug
0: drone. Yeah, I don't and... I don't think I mean... that drone is ever on the show. I don't know what that what it is. Yeah, I like was like... talking about like that in his his lab they're experimenting with some stuff that's somehow based on these supernatural like artifacts. So maybe it's like powered by a ghost leopard or something? Or a ghost yeah, spider, perhaps.
3: Uh, and they're all like at this point, they're all fighting, and Sarah Khan, who is evil Doctor Doolittle, or good Doctor Doolittle, I can't tell who the good guys and bad guys are in this. That's a real problem.
0: Malcolm Merlin is a is real, like, ambiguous, like He sucks and he's the worst, but occasionally he will, like, save somebody's life. And then they're like, oh, he's a good guy, but he
3: sucks and he's the worst. So. Yeah. So, like, he... Evil Doctor Dolittle is, like, using animals to attack Barrowman. And Barrowman's still got this big-ass knife in his chest because it's the only thing that's, like, stopping up his wound. Oh, the knife is magical, is
2: it? yeah, but isn't it like the key to opening something, or I
3: don't even know, yeah, which which he only realizes when it's in stuck in his chest, yeah, like as the story is being told, he puts it together. And there's, like, some other artifact in the cave, and they're fighting, and then Khan gets gills after Barrowman drowns him, so he's not really dead. Also, the old man, does that turn out to be Ibadan, or am I... Yeah, am no, I he's the wrong? old man with the llama who got them into the tunnels, turns out to secretly be Ibadan, who was like, waiting for his revenge as well, but he also is against Lourdes and Khan. I don't know. And then, yeah, like, this gross spider evil drone thing comes down and is shooting people at Barrowman's... Behest. Yeah. (laughs) And Lourdes tells Barrowman that Khan is his son, which he already figured out. I think. Yeah. No, he didn't already figure out. He's like, no, like he's like essentially demands a paternity test right there. He's like, oh I yeah,
0: he used protection back oh. in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, because he thought that his father was Razagul, the other one. <laughs>
3: <Shh>. <laughs> because, but it turns out she was pregnant when he locked her in the tomb with the leopards who were eating her face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is why the leopard spared her because she was pregnant.
3: Yes. Or, or why the why the power behind the leopard spared her. And then some other guy comes in and brings her out but like keeps her as a slave I, well, I thought
0: it was implied that it was Raza and he kept her. They say concubine a bunch, which I hate. I thought it was implied that Raza Ghoul kept her as a concubine.
3: That's entirely possible. I don't know who it was. It was just a guy to me. But it's possible it was Raza and I just wasn't paying that much attention because I was already over this.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, totally. But be, just because she's also Nissa's mother, but Nissa's father is Raza the other one. So I that's
1: that would make sense.
0: Yeah. I okay, mean, so, so I, that
1: happens. But Malcolm I Merlin get... is everyone's dad. Right, right,
3: right. <laughs> it's their we most reliable twist. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they like there's a lot of explosions and stuff and there's another He, because he's, Sarakon's not dead, like, he rips the sword out of Barrowman's chest and uses it to open the other power thing, which is a heart, which he then eats, which is pretty gross. Yeah. Also, earlier, he ate the llama's heart, which was also gross. Poor llama.
2: And sad. Yeah, it was sad. I had the most sympathy for the llama.
0: I think my favorite part um, was before the llama died, or maybe after. Anyway, uh, Barrowman's little buddy calls the llama a tondon, which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, that was good.
3: And, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff happens in the cave. I don't remember. And then, like, the end of the comic is, like, a flashback to 1985 times, and Barrowman's setting up something that ends with him coming to wherever arrow takes yeah. place and meeting a person who I'm assuming is from arrow.
0: Yeah. So wait, so they, they steal up the tomb, right? Like they seal it up so nobody can get the thing or, or Barrowman gets the thing and no one else can get in the cave, whatever. Yeah. So then it goes to Starling city, 1985, which is where arrow is set and uh we see arthur king going to like uh a, a, to queen consolidated which is the arrow stabs business and that's where he meets rebecca who's his wife which malcolm's oh my god malcolm's wife is murdered by criminals in like the crimey part of town and malcolm
3: <laughs> is call- sorry of course there it it would not be a dc property if there was not like a crime part of town yeah yeah he's
0: yeah he's in uh, crime alley or she's in crime alley <laughs> aka uh the glades and Malcolm like lo- like of course it's sad if your wife is killed obviously but he loses it and he's like oh, we've got to end all crime and so he comes up with a plan to create a man-made earthquake to flood the glades so that all the criminals will die. <laughs> Yes! That's not biblical. That's that's season one. Yeah, that's season one. But then he's like, oh, but I did it because of Rebecca and I just loved Rebecca so much that I had "Mm -hmm." to make this earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) So...
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. No, it is. But that's that's the good season of the
1: show. No, that's right. That's That's the season that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. But, uh... (laughs) <laughs> oh boy, that happened. Um, <laughs> but then um but so, I guess we and the show had never maybe seen how he met Rebecca, which I didn't really care. It didn't really matter. Uh, to me, all that matters is that it ultimately resulted in a man-made earthquake <laughs> 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 but so yeah, it ends with him him meeting Rebecca. And that's the end. Thank the God. End. Oh my God. And, and it's just so like this is so typical to me of everything involved with Arrow, which is they don't understand what I like about their show at all, and they just double down at everything that I hate all the time. So this is like I don't give a shit about Malcolm Merlin. I don't care about the flashbacks. I don't care about Rebecca. Uh, I. None of this I care about, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll just put a, like a whole book just of this." Uh, here we you go. know
2: we know that you've been curious about Malcolm Merlin's backstory, but not his backstory with any of the characters you actually know. No, no, <laughs> no nope. go
3: back farther. <laughs> it's right. Like, I, I feel like this is just like constantly a problem with television shows, and I it can't just be me. Obviously, it's not because it's you guys too. Like constantly, I'm like, I love this aspect of the show. And then the next season they're like, we're eliminating that aspect to double down on the dumbest part. And with the exception of, like, Parks and Rec. That's television. <laughs> like, I was even just thinking about, I'm rewatching Leverage right now, and... In the first, like, I don't remember how many years Leverage is, four or five, but, like, they build up this one particular relationship, and, like, finally the characters get together, and you're like, yes. And then the next season happens, and they, like, never interact. That's even though sad. they're supposed to be a couple, and I just confused. And I love Leverage. Leverage is a great show. It is the most, like, lampshade, hangy, tropey, wink-wink, nudge-nudge show. But even they, like, dropped the ball.
0: Yeah, well, Arrow Arrow had a very tenuous grasp on the ball to start out with. I was gonna say, I don't think they even had the ball. (laughs) Arrow is
2: playing lawn darts. is Is the ball something that we can... Adapt from the Arabic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
3: yes, yeah, so let's talk about how culturally appropriative everything is in this comic, and I imagine Arrow the television show as well.
2: I mean, well, he every... does have a lot of training on the mystical island with the Chinese guy
1: at first. Uh-huh. It's well, Flashback Island is all like cloaked in a haze of. Easternness, Yeah, but also
0: it's Russia?
2: Yes, then but he has that mystical box of stuff
0: Yeah, that stuff's all Asian stuff. Where if he gets
2: shot or something, he can put some of the stuff from his mystical box on his bullet wound, Mm -hmm. or on Diggle's bullet wound, and they'll be right as rain shortly. Right.
0: You know, and here's the thing when the show is set in present day in Starling City, it's it's OK. Like they're not I mean, they have the body, but like mostly they're doing OK when they're in <laughs> present day, when they get into flashbacks. That's when they're like, "Ooh, we got to like spice it up, got to make it exotic with all these like made up countries that are basically it's basically it's China and basically it's the Middle East. And basically it's like South America. But we've made up new names so we don't have to actually worry about like representing an actual country in any kind of accurate way. Hashtag Nanda Parbot.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's such a mess. And it's like this dumb white guy coming in to like get ancient artifacts because he's the only one who knows how to use them properly. And to go back to the art for a second, I will, I will say this about the artist, um, to my detriment, but his credit barrowman at least i don't know if any of the other characters it sounds like none of the other characters were actually in the show but barrowman looks like barrowman like if you were to look at a frame from this comic with no context and say like who does this look like you would say john barrowman like good on him or her i also shame i'm ashamed of the fact that i did not look up the artist for this because i am usually like a huge proponent of making sure to credit the artist and the colorist and the letterer but
0: for here mainly we just want to talk about john Barrowman because he is your nemesis i I do have the book let me scroll to the front and we can figure out who is so good at drawing Barrowman fan art (laughs) and no ladies uh daniel semper and juan alberon yes on the co- oh here we go pencils by daniel semper inks by juan alberon color by kyle ritter letters by darren bennett you guys did fine
3: yeah so like it definitely looks like barrowman that aside if any of the people in this book are supposed to be anything other than white it is impossible to tell they all look white they all have right. white features yep well so they have
0: colored skin This is also, um, okay, so we were talking about, like, what ethnicity is Lorde is supposed to be, because she mostly looks white, but she's maybe from Nanda Parba or that general area. And so her child, Nissa, who is on the show, is, that actress is, like, um, mixed-race white and Taiwanese, but she has kind of an ethnically ambiguous look where I feel like Hollywood is maybe, like, meaning for her to look more middle eastern question mark i imagine the show would like that yes i i think they want you to think she's from nanda parbot which they want us to believe is is somewhere in there so i looked up <sighs> Russell ghoul after we were done and i was like because
2: they you know Russell ghoul is like a batman villain guy and so they were kind of stuck with whatever origin they had for him And he was born six hundred years ago, in a Bedouin tribe, apparently. (laughs) So whoever came up with that origin story, then all people who have decided we need to use that guy have been stuck with vaguely Middle Eastern setting.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Well, you know what, Arrowverse—you could have, you could have picked a new, you could have made up new characters. Yeah. What? That's allowed. I'll tell you, I was shocked, by the way, when I, I started, I'm jumping ahead, but uh, I started looking into some Green Arrow comics when I watched the first season. I was like, oh, I do like this. Like, I want to know more about Felicity. They made her up for the show. She's not in any comics. so they That's ca- why she's a good character. I know, but I'm saying, like, they know how to make a good character if they have to. They don't have to keep recycling this weird old Orientalist garbage. Just make That's- ten Felicities. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so, like, all of the art, everyone looks white. There's one there's one woman, um, Barrowman's, like, second in command. Yeah, Rainy. Yeah, I
0: feel like she maybe... Well, because she's over in Corto Maltese, which is their South American made-up country.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and she definitely has darker skin. But she's, like, the only one in this whole book that's supposed to take place in, like, fake Middle East and fake South America. Well, also, she's one of the two women... Yes, that as well.
0: At all. And these are things that Arrow in the show, when it's in present day, I feel like does an okay job with. Like, of your main crew, it's more diverse than you might expect. Like, you've got Felicity, you've got Diggle, who's black. Of the new kids, you've got Curtis, who's black and gay. Um, You've got, uh, what's her name? I don't know. Now I don't remember any of their names. But I feel like, <laughs> again, this is taking anything that's good about the show and being like, never mind, never mind, just more men, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Especially, too, because it's a comic, so you don't have to worry about, like, casting an actress of the right, like, fucking color someone's skin darker, change their feature slightly. Like, it's not, uh, it was just irritating to me as I was reading it. Totally Agreed.
0: Yeah, and even and i mean, he dresses like a Bedouin. Like he's got like um, you know the the headscarf and whatever. And it's like he's very white though. Like you could yeah uh, tint that a little bit. Comic drawing advice.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's all I have to say about the art generally. I did not find it particularly confusing most of the time. I mean, the story was so confusing that sometimes I feel like the action was confusing because nothing makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, like, I have been reading comics for a very long time, so I don't know if that... And I read X-Men comics, which are fucking bonkers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, I usually thinking... I usually don't have trouble, but I was like, is that what happened? I didn't know. I couldn't tell.
3: Yeah, it's hard to tell like how much of those p- parts for me at least it was hard to tell if it was a problem with the art or a problem with the writing.
0: Yes, agreed. Yeah. But let's let's say let's blame it on the writing though. <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, back to the art though, real quick uh, before we move on. So there is a lot of just, like, oh, here's a totem pole, question mark. Here's a, here's yeah. our artifacts. And it's all just real shaky and not great. Yeah. And that'll be if something.
3: I guess what happens if all of your settings are made up places with no, like, fucking... Uh, this was dumb, and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. It was awful. I just tweeted and wrote in the document about how much I hated it the entire time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a perfectly reasonable response to this. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I like the show Arrow. I don't like... I I tolerate the show Arrow, I guess. <laughs>
3: um. I. It's funny to hear you talk about it like this, because this was, like... So much my relationship with Torchwood, where I was like, "This show is garbage and I hate it," but I love these two characters so much that I'll keep watching it. But it's trash.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if I only liked the people and I ignored that the gar- the show was trash. I don't know. I might have to revisit. I've never it. seen it because I'm said I I only am engaged with characters when I'm watching a show. I it doesn't matter what happens. So it I may very well think that Torchwood is trash too.
2: I just, I, mean, I, I, I don't see who was calling for this to be written. Yeah. I imagine it was John Barrowman.
0: Yes. I also imagine it yes. was John Barrowman. This is John Barrowman's fan fiction about his character. Well, and I'll tell you, I mean, we all had to buy this because none of our libraries had it. Uh, and this was only a year ago. So it, it, if it had been purchased, it shouldn't have been weeded yet. So no Right. I, so that means no one purchased it. Yeah. For their library. And it means, like, no patron requested it, because probably somebody would have bought it if some if one person had asked for it. It's yeah, not... and it's
2: not on Overdrive, and it wasn't on Hoopla, any of the places that one would expect to find something like this.
0: <sighs> yeah. And, I mean, I know it was digital first, but there is a paperback, and, like, my library has bought other digital first comics. Like, I think the other Arrow tie-in comics were digital first, and we have them. Ugh. Anyway, so no one wanted this, uh, but we read it. Here you go. You're welcome. (laughs) And um, should we move on to our dramatic readings? Let's do that. Yeah, let's get it done. So we are going to start right at the very tippy beginning, the first couple pages, which is set in the Sea of Souls, Corto Maltese, South America, now and uh in this reading and this is when they're in the cave and I'll be Malcolm Merlin and Kate will be Sarah Khan and here we go say it the truth my name is Malcolm Merlin at
3: last I have your full attention if that's all you were after
0: I could have arranged something sooner something more civilized somewhere less
3: damp Your bravado and mockery are worth nothing here.
0: Not even a band-aid? This will be your tomb. Not quite what I imagined. Would have liked more satin or leather. Perhaps a choir? A violin or two? Silence.
3: (laughs) I'm sure mourners will show up eventually. No one will find you here. No one. Thanks to your own ridiculous paranoia, your League of Assassins knows nothing of your whereabouts. Not even your pretty boy, Oliver Queen, will find you for these (laughs) final hours. You will find you for these final hours. You belong to me. I belong to no one. I am
0: Roth Agul, and I will not be contained.
2: (laughs) I, 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 it may have been just a reading, but, uh. That didn't sound like a father son exchange exactly. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> it sounded a little
1: a little dirtier. So what I think is going on here is that Barrowman is trying to inflict, inflect, add to his Malcolm Merlin character, the Captain Jack's character, Captain Jack character.
2: Oh, you think he's trying to just in- infuse Captain Jack into Malcolm Merlin? Yeah,
1: his like snarky throwaways because Malcolm Merlin's like not that. Funny? Funny, witty, whatever on Arrow. Yeah, you're right. He's He's a real downer. Yeah, he's revenge-driven. Yeah, and he's a jerk, and he's, I mean, he's still got this, like, little cocked-eyebrow thing, because it's John Barrowman, but he is not funny, like, you know, funny, I'm using the air quotes here. (laughs) Yeah, there's no attempt made to be funny. Right, so that's, I think that that might be, maybe Barrowman is trying to fix it. Mm, that's a very solid argument
0: yes all right so our next dramatic reading and again we will post the panels of these on our website so you can see them this next one we're going to read has uh the weird side boob panel that we already described so defo check that out um and this is set in the 1985 flashback times and kate will be malcolm um, Aline will be Lourdes, Anna will be Darius Rucker, and I will be Ibadan. <laughs> and it's all going to be really cool and fun. Oh, and I guess we should mention it, it starts, it starts off with the narration coming from his confession to Sarah Khan, and then it shifts into just, like, pure flashback.
3: Yeah, so we're at a base camp, the base camp of the Hidden, at the edge of the Hindu Kush Mountains in 1985. I was 19 when the Hidden recruited me from the Air Force Academy. I thought I was joining a modern-day crusade, protecting sacred places from the scourges of war. My first mission with the Hidden was in the Hindu Kush Mountains. The Hidden was made up of soldiers and scholars, and on occasion, one or two of us were lovers. All of this was before the League, before my beloved Rebecca, when I was known as Arthur King.
1: Oh, Arthur.
3: Sooner or later, someone will notice us, Lourdes.
1: Better make the most of
3: it, then. We believed in our mission, and at first, we believed in each other.
0: Darius, take Arthur with you on reconnaissance tonight. He needs to be tested. His flesh is weak. He is taking far too much pleasure in Lourdes.
2: And she in him.
0: She is betrothed to another, and eventually her appetites will be his problem. But Arthur is yours, my friend.
2: My recruit, but your investment, Ibadan.
3: You sent for me, Darius?
0: Arthur,
2: come in. You and I will take the lead tonight. I'm honored. When we find the stone marker, the way into the Eshkiri Temple will be revealed. We'll take the pass until the turn in the river. According to this Bedouin map, the stone marker is located somewhere
3: here. And when we find the stone marker?
2: The tribal wars in this region are escalating. The temple's contents must not fall into the wrong hands.
3: But won't destroying the marker only postpone the inevitable? Sooner or later, someone will find another way inside. That's why we're not only
2: going to destroy the marker and its clues, but we will seal the temple, forever forever burying the artifacts inside. They must be protected, hidden at all costs, Arthur.
3: Why me and not Lourdes? It's
2: not my place to question Ibadan's orders. And you shouldn't either, if you ever want to be more than a foot soldier in this organization. I'm not expecting trouble, Arthur.
3: I always expect trouble what exactly are the artifacts inside the temple that must be hidden at all costs?
2: I'm afraid that's above your pay
3: grade. Barrowman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Yep. Theromen.
0: laughs> right. And then our last dramatic reading, we're going um, actually back to the cave with Malcolm and Sarah Khan, and it's it's later on in the book but not very much later in time i think from the first one but they just there's just a lot of good stuff in this father-son weird sadness cave situation so uh we're gonna trade off and now um anna will be malcolm and Eileen will be saracon it's gonna get real cavey
1: the water continues to rise arthur
2: you know I go by Ras al Ghul these days, or if you must, Malcolm.
1: A storm like that, a haboob, is a warning from the gods. You should have heeded it.
2: Portents and prophecies were never my thing, even back then. I was a people person.
1: Your flippancy is no longer tolerable. Ugh! I think you're supposed to whistle for
0: Beth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a party trick. Tricks are for pretenders and untrained imposters. I am Al Sahur. Al I was called that once. Who trained you? I needed no training, but the League of Assassins helped me hone my abilities before I returned to the hidden.
2: <clears> the <throat> League? Interspecies telepathy is rare. It's only been documented in a handful of cases.
1: My ability has nothing to do with science. It was a gift from the gods.
2: Okay, I'll bite.
1: How? Not long after I was conceived, snow leopards attacked my mother while she was on a mission for the hidden. Snow leopards are rare beasts. And twin snow leopards are even rarer. They are powerful beasts with heightened supernatural senses and their bite gave me my unique powers. When I was three, I could control the League's horses. When I was seven, birds were at my beck and call. When I was ten, the Hidden finally rescued us. That's quite a story. No more stalling, Arthur King. Finish your story while you still can. <coughs> you mean while you s-
2: <coughs> still control the situation? You hoped to kidnap and torture me above ground, didn't you? This is not what you had planned, is it?
0: Oh <laughs> Oh Barrowman mm. <laughs> uh. So again We'll have these panels on our website Worstbestsellers.com So you can admire this beautiful cave art And now let's play some Would you rather I'll ask Would you rather Watch an all flashback episode of Arrow Or read another Mal- Malcolm Merlin flashba- or, uh, Backstory comic
1: Well, since I've watched a lot of Arrow, I'm gonna be up to the challenge of watching an all-flashback episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, like, when I'm watching Arrow and it goes into flashback mode, I disengage so hard. Like, I leave the room and go, like, do the dishes or something. I come back and I'm like, oh, it's still happening? Or are they back... Like, so if it's all flashback, that's gonna be a little harder for me because I, (laughs) like... But, you know, if I... I could handle it. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch I, it.
2: But I... I feel like if it's all flashback, then you're not being jerked out of the more fun present-day stuff to go to the flashback and then me- being annoyed.
3: Mm. So if it's all
2: flashback and you know it's all flashback... You can just gut it out. You can just gut it out and be like, wow, the wigs are terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm going to do a flashback.
3: At, and I think I'm at a little bit of an advantage here in that I've never seen any Arrow. So, <laughs> like... For all I know, that's what Arrow is, so I would definitely, like, watch an all-flashback episode because I wouldn't care. I'm not invested enough or knowledgeable enough to be disappointed in it. It would just be, like, channel surfing and watching any dumb television that I land on. You really are at an advantage. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty solid life choice. All right,
0: how about, would you rather be a member of The Hidden or The League of Assassins?
3: (sighs) I'm still not entirely clear <laughs> on anything, really, around these two groups. I mean,
1: oh, good, I was going to have to ask you to explain so the them hidden, to me. <laughs> as far as I know,
0: the Hidden never appear in the show. They only are made up by Barryman for this backstory. Um, and there, I mean, there were some double-crossing going on. I, I think in Intent, they're sort of like... Um, I don't know, maybe kind of like the librarians, like they're like we have to protect these artifacts that are like Oh, I love the librarians. That's what I think he was going for. And then the Why League be them. And then the League of Assassins are like a League of Assassins. <laughs> and so... But there's
2: some kind of there's some kind of uh I don't know, exchange program or something because Sarah Khan went to the League of Assassins and got trained up and then went back to the Hidden or vice
0: versa. I don't yeah, remember Yeah, I barely did the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's not even like a lifelong I'm commitment. study abroad with the League of Assassins. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I did my
1: semester abroad in Nanda Parbat. <laughs> I was in Porto Maltese. Oh, I love it. I've heard such good things about that.
0: Oh, uh, my roommate went to Flashback Island and it was really rough for her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as far as i can tell there's only one woman in each of the organizations
1: yeah well, i don't want to go to either one if there's only oh, no, one wait. other lady the league
2: of assassins has nissa and Lourdes. so well,
0: wait but wasn't sarah in it too wasn't that how nissa and sarah met okay so
2: let's go i'm gonna go with the league of assassins since there may be more women
3: I'm okay. gonna go with the hidden because they're like the librarians, and I love that show.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the hidden as well because also the League of Assassins, like Barrowman's in charge of it for a while. The guy before, like, and also like
1: they're assassins. I don't really want to do that. So I'm gonna go with the hidden because it still doesn't make any sense, and so maybe I can take over. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I do think they would be. I do think they'd be open to
0: that. They're, yeah, they're definitely open to some kind of innovation. Right. All right. Um, Last up, would you rather read a comic book written by John
3: Barrowman or read a novel written by John Barrowman? Okay, so here's my question. Is the comic written by John Barrowman about a character played by John Barrowman? <laughs> I, I mean, what else is he going to write about, Kate? That is, that is legit. Okay. Interestingly enough, I'm going to say I would rather read a novel written by John Barrowman, because it was really awful to read through this comic and stare at his face the entire time. Mm.
0: See, I'm going to go comic, because it's going to be shorter, it's going to be faster to get through. Uh, I I don't mind looking at John Barrowman, he's pretty good to look at, for me. Not with the Forrest Gump haircut, because it's fine.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go comic
0: also, since it
1: took less than an hour to read, so... Yeah. I'm going to go with comic with a special request that he write a comic in Torchwood instead of Arrow. Please. I f- uh I feel like he, he has. Did. He probably has. Oh okay. Yeah. Does that mean I have to since
3: I said I would rather? Yep, yeah. it's
1: legally binding. Damn.
3: <laughs> Hilariously enough, I have an issue of one of those comics. That when, before I moved here, uh, Rebecca, my roommate Rebecca, not crazy Rebecca from Arrow, uh, and my friend <laughs> Actually, Jessie, hold on.
0: Rebecca from Arrow was fine. It was her husband who... Okay.
3: <laughs> it's hard to keep track of everyone on Arrow who's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, But Becca and Jesse, uh, like took an issue of the Torchwood comic and, like, scribbled all over it like they were Barrowman annotating it. (laughs) So I do have a copy of a comic written by John Barrowman about Torchwood. Fantastic. Okay. Awesome. We'll
2: try and source it for your birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's Would You Rather. We've rathered all over it. Um, Let's move on to Reader's Advisory, where we'll suggest some stuff to read or watch in addition to or instead of Well, both of reading Dark Archer and watching Arrow, which honestly, maybe save yourself. Don't watch Arrow. But here's what I will say. um, Do watch The Flash.
1: Um, Yes, yes, yes. Watch The Flash.
0: Because I also I partly kept going with Arrow once I got into Flash just because I was like, they do um, have crossovers. Somewhat yeah, regularly. Yeah, that's how they get you. I know, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I need to keep watching Arrow, so I'll understand the crossovers." Yeah, don't. You can just watch the Flash and be just fine. They give you a little previously on, and it's not like, it's not like it's War and Peace. Like it's Flash, you'll get it. <laughs> um, there is also um, so before this, there is a, uh, an Arrow um. There's like an arrow season zero and a flash season zero comics that were like tie-ins to the show. And here's how much Arrow doesn't get what I like about Arrow. There's zero felicity in the Arrow comic. She's not in it. Guess who guess where she is? She's in the Flash comic. She's not even on that show on the regular, but they get it and they put her in the Flash comics. And... But is is there Malcolm Merlin in the Arrow Season Zero comic? That I don't I read it a while ago And I was just furious about it Um He maybe is Cause there was There was some with Tommy Merlin I think cause, Cause it was set Around the first season So that was very That season R.I.P. Tommy R.I.P.
3: Um, as we referred to earlier If you were somehow living under a nerd rock And you were unaware that Barrowman came to notoriety Playing Jack Harkness on Doctor Who and Torchwood uh, Surprise, I just made your life Because you can hear more about him on those two shows uh, I generally dis- I have clearly very unpopular opinions about Barrowman I love Jack Harkness in season one of Doctor Who and less any other time he's ever appeared on either of those shows. But Torchwood has Gwen Cooper, who I love, and Yanto Jones, who I also love. So they're good characters, and you two will love them. Um, what else? Dr. Afra is a new Star Wars comic about a character named Dr. Afra, who is a, like, opposite Indiana Jones character. She's an archaeologist who, like, is evil... Ish. I don't know. I've only read one of them, but they're supposed to be very good and probably better than this. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Along those lines, I'm going to recommend uh, The Gambit Solo Comics by James Asmus. Um, he, as, as you may know, rep- when he's not being an X Men, is a member of uh, the Thieves Guild. <laughs> with- and it else. gives another union. I know. <laughs> I know. So it's very the hidden, um, except he's like stealing some stuff. But <laughs> 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 you guys, uh, comics. I mean, I get it. I'm unionized. <laughs> <laughs> you know, In he's that... got to pay his dues, he's got to steal his stuff. And I actually think those comics are fun, though. Unlike this, which I did not think was fun.
2: <laughs> so I I have a few recommendations. I mean, if you're going to read DC Comics, then have tangentially related to Oliver Queen. You might as well go straight to Birds of Prey. Ooh, yeah, you should. Uh, especially when Gail Simone was writing. Yes. And I, I do have one Green Arrow uh, trade upstairs that I kept around. It's one by Brad Meltzer, and the very first page, I will do a dramatic reading. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very Arrow. I was dead, I came back to life, are the first two lines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I protect I... my city. Oh, <laughs> you have
2: failed the city. <laughs> no, no, unlike the show, it it has humor, and it's fun, and it's about uh, Green Arrow's come back to life, and he's tracking down all these artifacts of his old life, like his weird trick arrows and his old car, his arrow car and his arrow cave. And he has to like it's it's like a funny look at how the comic used to be drawn, and there's humor and it's
0: quick, it's yeah. over quickly. <laughs> Ooh, you know if you want if you want some like fun arrow themed comics, and you have our own Matt Fraction's Hawkeye.
3: I was about to say, (laughs) I (laughs) was literally about to say Yeah, when you said trick era, I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) You should definitely read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye if you haven't already read it. It's phenomenal. And it has, like, I don't
0: care about Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't care about Hawkeye any other time except in Matt Fraction's Hawkeye book. And it's just so good and so uh, human. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's great. Agreed. Um, If you are into comics that are like origin story flashback comics, these are all very tenuous connections. Um, (laughs) I would recommend uh, X-Men First Class, which we have recommended multiple times on this uh, podcast before. X-Men Season 1, which we have also recommended. Recommend it multiple times on this podcast before and dr strange season one which uh dr strange's themes i feel like are like that vague sort of mysticism is kind of in line with some of the vague sort of mysticism from this yeah you're right uh, It's, it's that yeah i would also recommend matt fractions ff which has absolutely nothing to do with this but it is like the best comic in the world and you should read it
1: Okay, well, I have no comics at all to recommend, but I will tell you that if you're not watching Supergirl, there are also Flash crossovers, and you can get yourself sucked in to the entire CW DC universe and yeah. have fun with it. Supergirl has been on my list to watch.
0: Like, I've watched it's... some of the crossover episodes only, and I, like they're really cute, but uh, there's so much TV. Supergirl. i I think
2: I'm gonna recommend you drop arrow and pick up supergirl
0: i yeah. just I just think that it's in me and I think I'm gonna keep spite watching arrow until it's done. I think I've come too far with arrow oh boy, so
1: I can tell uh non arrow watchers, maybe Kate or maybe out in the world I did not watch Arrow until the last year or so, and I have used it as the backdrop of a day off. So I'm folding laundry and I'm wandering off to empty the dishwasher when it's a flashback. And <laughs> sometimes I remember to pause it and sometimes I don't remember to pause it. And I just kind of let the bonkersness wash over me. And it's it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, if you are a person there's who so likes... many things that are worse than arrow. You're <laughs> right, and, but If you're like a wallpaper person, like I'm a, I would like there to be a story going on, but I don't want it to be an audio book in my ears following me around the house because then I can't hear if someone is breaking in to kill me. Mm. But if the TV is on in the corner, then I can still hear the door. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I, I'm a, I'm a TV on for company when I'm by myself, sometimes kind of person. So use it for that.
0: Or again, save yourself. Don't get into it. Either either (laughs) one is a very valid option. Agreed. Uh, Okay, so we'll have all of these and maybe some other ones that we come up with up on our website at worstbestsellers.com under Reader's Advisory. And uh, now we'll move on to our candy pairing where we suggest some candy to accompany this book. I said for mine it would be like a big jawbreaker with a gummy dinosaur in the middle because it's like... There's, like, a lot of it, and you kind of just get tired going through it. But then the dinosaur kind of represents, uh, like, faux archaeology.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I went with a bag of Cool Cool Ranch Doritos with an ad for Arrow on the front. Because uh, they're gross, and everything <laughs> in them is gross. And they are really just, like, marketing promoting this show. Much but I like love Cool Ranch Doritos. So, and I watched we, Arrow. Uh, okay, I'll check love that out. Cool Ranch Doritos
2: <laughs> at Bellwether Friends Headquarters, right, right? too. But you like John Barrowman also.
1: But so. right, I I like John Barrowman. So I thought that uh, when when we agreed to read this, to discuss with our worst best friends, I thought, that's going to be fun. And so my candy I pairing... Was <laughs> I was wrong. was wrong. And Because I was so wrong, my candy pairing is something with lots of promise, but a disappointing outcome, like bulk food, candy-coated chocolate drops that are not M&Ms. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I went with um, something vaguely culturally appropriative, (laughs) so I'm going to go with the Choco Taco, which (laughs) you uh, get from the ice cream truck, and it looks like it might be good, but it ends up being soggy and disappointing.
0: I love choco choco.
2: <laughs> <laughs> love arrow. I like choco chocos also. I I have I eat them even though I know that they're gonna be soggy. So oh, there you go. Oh
0: boy! All right, let's. Uh, first of all, I'm very hungry now. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm gonna. Wait, want we
2: to- have- we're in the other room don't
0: we oh, we do okay uh, guys i'm coming over <laughs> um <laughs> but before i do that let's uh, move on to the rock paper snicked where kate will say who Dwayne the rock johnson would be if he were in this book and i'll say who wolverine would be if he were in this book and um anna and Aline will pick which would most improve the
3: book or can choose paper which is to leave the book as is And I think we've established in other episodes with more than one guest that you don't have to come to a consensus. Right. You can each choose whichever you'd like. Okay. Okay. So if Dwayne The Rock Johnson were in this book, he would be uh, Malcolm Merlin's head of security or something, Um, But he's in charge of the mountain base and protecting it and all that. And when the bad guys show up at their mountain base, he would kickstart all the security protocols, which I'm sure they have to have, like living in a world where superheroes and supervillains are a thing. And he'd manage to save everyone, including the llama, uh, holding them up inside the base, which has been reinforced against superhero magical weapons, which is a really very simple step to take if you live in a world where they exist and like the head of your base is one of like the big figures in this mystical world but you know whatever uh but he would sneak out stealthily after everyone else was safe and incapacitate all of the people attacking them while they're looking for other ways in. And everyone on the base would be saved and none of the boring stuff in the rest of the comic would happen. And the llama would be okay. And Barrowman would, like, fall down some stairs and die or something. But the rock would pet the llama a lot. Aww. Okay. I
0: love it. Well, if Wolverine were in this case... Or <laughs> if you were in this <laughs>
2: cave oriented. If you were in
0: this cave, uh he he would be uh spending some sadness cave times in that cave slash tomb uh back in nineteen eighty five and when Malcolm and Lordis break into it that first time, he would just like just for realsies kill Malcolm Merlin and he'd be dead forever. There'd be no Lazarus tomb access. He would be dead forever. Um he would help Lordis escape from the snow leopards and all of that, and um, her kid who can talk to animals, Saracen, would eventually uh, grow up to cross universes and become an X-Man, and so this book, I think, would ultimately be about those adventures, because again, Malcolm Merlin would be very dead, and there would be no further story about him.
1: Excellent. I, I'm, I'm tempted like by that. that, but I really like the rock petting the llama. No, I, it's very compelling. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna go with Saracen, the X Men, the future, which involves
1: Malcolm Merlin being permanently dead, unlike anyone in the over. I was gonna say <laughs> that's not true. I mean, Renata can say it over and over, but it's still not true because nobody is ever dead for realties. You know what? Tommy Merlin hasn't been back. That's true. I always figured he would come back, but We there's should still look that right, that actor up and see <laughs> see what he's doing. Yeah, see what he's doing. Um so I'm I'm very into the rock and the llama and I'm gonna have to go with um the llama being rock the rock well, it's like follows him around and stuff. And is always like just right behind him whenever he's doing whatever he's doing, even when he's kicking bad guy ass. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Yeah. See, now
0: you're just writing fan fiction based on her fan fiction based on John <laughs> Barrowman's fan fiction. Yeah.
1: And is there a problem with that? Uh, no, I mean, we've that's just hit. Fan fiction works. <laughs> and that
0: that top is still spinning, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, that's how we play rock paper snicked the game where in this case today, literally everyone wins.
2: Yay. Yay. That's John Barrowman, I think. Sorry, oh, John Barrowman.
0: Well. He's doing fine.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, he's. This is so weird that I know this. He's actually in the hospital oh, having his appendix sh- taken out. <laughs> oh, in real life, like right now. Okay, but Wait, he has health care, so he's fine. Though.
2: Is that because you secretly keep track of him? I your was just nemesis? gonna say
3: this is not in my Twitter, Kate. <laughs>
0: um, keep your he... friends close, and your nemesis closer. <laughs>
3: he's gonna be a guest at dragon con this year and dragon con like retweeted him talking about it or someone talking about it Hmm. Hmm. so i noticed it because i was my like my literal reaction was which one of my friends retweeted john barrowman onto my timeline so i have to friends break up with them and then i thought it was dragon (laughs) con and i was like okay
1: sorry dragon con we're not friends anymore
3: uh anyway is, is that Kay, is that your moral of the story no my moral of the story is that i hate john barrowman
0: so much <laughs> my moral of the story is nobody who works for arrow understands <laughs> what i like about arrow
1: <laughs> we need more felicity please <laughs> my moral of the story is torchwood <laughs> watch
2: That instead, my moral is more flashbacks everything can be improved by flashbacks all the flashbacks
1: Oh, wait, do you work
0: for Arrow? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, now it's time for Duarte's Corner, where my cat Duarte weighs in with his two cents about the book. Yeah, Duarte, I I thought you would like this one, because those Lisa Frank leopards were rad as hell, and you are correct.
3: And you know, Duarte, I don't always agree with you when you say that the cat should be the star of the book, but in this case, I think it would dramatically improve it if it was about, like, magical Lisa Frank twin snow leopards having adventures in the afterlife. Yeah, that would be great. I'm for it. Yeah. All right. Well, good
0: call, Duarte. Um, I'm going to put you to work to write that script, and we'll maybe submit it to DC. <laughs> All right. Do any humans have any closing thoughts? Well, <laughs> well. Yeah, that was a life experience
1: I didn't expect to have. Thanks guys. Yes, I I'm grateful for the expansion of my horizons. <laughs> um I, I, I it was okay. <laughs> Shh, <laughs> sh-
0: <laughs> I've drunk a lot of Aero Kool Aid, so like <laughs> <laughs> really, we can <couldn't> tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, all right. Well, if you uh, if you've listened to this podcast but don't know anything else about our online presence, I'll let you know that uh, you can like Worst Bestsellers on Facebook. Um, You can follow us on Twitter where we're worst bestseller with no S at the end because the S uh, got eaten by a snow leopard. Um, You can join our Goodreads group, which the best way to find it is if you actually just go to our website, worstbestsellers.com,
3: and click on the Goodreads link. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. If you do subscribe to us, please take a moment to rate and review us. When you rate and review us, it pops us up in the charts a little bit and makes it easier for new people to find us. If you don't rate and review us, we will be forced to send you to Flashback Island. Oh, my <laughs> We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash worstbestseller where you can pledge a small recurring monthly donation and uh, we will use that money to improve the show, do things like buy new equipment and pay our editor. Uh, and use it for pre- things like when we have to buy this comic because no
0: library in Massachusetts owns it. <laughs>
3: Uh, and there are perks for you too as a uh, subscriber to our Patreon. Uh, There's some behind the scenes stuff. There's a newsletter. It's great. Check it out. All right, and if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, you can do that at Renata Snacks. If you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I am at fourteen across.
2: You can follow us on Twitter at as a unit at Bellwether Friends. That's B E L L W E t-h-e-r-f-r-n-d-s
1: you can find me personally on twitter at surly spice and you can find me at helga grace
0: and uh, bellwether friends is their podcast is our friend podcast that we we will do a star chart and determine exactly what's going on between our two podcasts (laughs) Um, this is our first Full crossover in our direction, where where we've had both the Bellwether Friends visit uh, the land of worst bestsellers. Although, um, individually, they've visited separately. And we've previously crossed over the other direction, where we uh, visited Bellwether Friends to talk about the X-Mans. Right.
1: We did. And we have had Renata talk about Fastes and Furiouses (laughs) and Logans and... Uh. I I can't re- nail polishes. Oh my gosh, Renata's like a, a, a bellwether friend of her own.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: you guys talk whatever. about all that stuff that's like right there in my wheelhouse. So, right. <laughs> uh,
0: which is another reason why you should totally listen to Bellwether Friends if you're not already listening to it because they have great opinions about stuff like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. Uh, Well, thank you both for joining us and uh, reading through this delightful comic. No, thank you for having us. Thank you. And we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, This is actually another Patreon perk is uh, once a year we're going to have a a poll where our Patreon subscribers get to vote and Uh, choose a book for us to read and what they've chosen for this year's book is dead until dark by Charlene harris which is the first sookie stackhouse novel we're pretty stoked to read it so you guys are gonna have a great time (laughs) okay i'm pretty stoked to read it kate may feel differently (laughs) um so thank you patreon subscribers for your support and for your delightful choice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll be back at you uh talking talking vampires again
3: which Great. we're real good at yeah right.
0: super good <laughs> bye bye, bye. bye.
2: on the computer. Get off. Get off, computer cat.